0: Hey guys, what's going on? It's the EDC guy here. We got a great show today. We're talking about a woman's situational awareness. Ladies, you're going to want to stick around for this. It's going to be a great show. Today, we're talking about situational awareness, specifically a woman's situational awareness. I have to say, I've been really wanting to do this episode for some time now. And coincidentally, an incident happened a few days ago, which was very disappointing and very, very upsetting to me Um, in Oakland, California. At the MacArthur BART station, Nia and Latifa Wilson were on their way home from a family function when both was unexpectedly stabbed in the neck by some disgusting animal. Unfortunately, Nia, who was 18 at the time, succumbed to her wounds and died in her older sister's arms, you know, and it's, 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 it's very, very unfortunate. In every situation like this, though, guys, I like to analyze and see where someone might have made a mistake or how could this situation have been prevented so it appears while they were entering the train they let a lady with a baby in a stroller on board first that's when that animal attacked and stabbed them from behind fatally wounding one of the sisters Latifa made it very very clear that they rarely waited at the BART station because they never felt safe there. Throughout society on a daily basis, ladies, you are targeted on many different levels. And you're targeted by males. For example, the shady mechanic, the creepy car salesman, the overpriced plumber. And guys, it is what it is. If the shoe fits, wear it. If not, you're okay with me. But on a much more serious note, women, you have to be so careful when you go out there. You literally have to be like, if you saw the movie Black Panther, those vicious female warriors, Nakia, Kusamba, and Okoye. Or in the Avengers movies, um, the fearsome Black Widow. If you haven't seen those movies, the Black Panther or the Avengers movies, ladies, you really, really need to go out there and you need to see it because literally you have to be like this. You have to be a badass. So online on Facebook, I took some polls. I asked the question, have you ever taken Uber or Lyft? 100% of you who took the poll answered yes. And then I asked a follow-up question. Was it a good experience? And again, 100% of you guys that took the, the, the poll, ladies, you answered yes. And this is great in the sense that you are utilizing a great tool, a great service. But at the same time, it's also very interesting because sometimes these great atmospheres cause you guys to drop your guard and if you think about it you're entering in a enclosed environment with a complete stranger your situational awareness should always be at an all-time high planning an escape or planning an attack to escape so what i want to do is in this portion is talk about what i've been wanting to talk about for a long time and it's and this is what predators use and it's called interview techniques. There's several different types of interviews and you can find this information in a book called The Little Black Book of Violence What Every Young Man Needs to Know and it's by Lawrence A. Kane and Chris Wilder. Okay, it's a very good book and it breaks down violence in a way that you've never seen before so the first one is the hot interview the hot interview is a sudden and unexpected attack so as an example you're minding your own business you're walking on a sidewalk past some guy or entering the store past some bot, some guy and then bang you get hit with an attack from hell okay The next one is the escalating interview. This starts out fairly benign, yet rapidly turning hostile. So maybe the guy has bought you a few drinks, then asked you for your number. You said no. He gets upset. He grabs you by your wrist, and then he demands, hey, give me your number. I bought you all these drinks. I deserve your number, at least. That's an escalating interview. Then we have the regular interview. And I think a lot of us um, and guys also use this too. You can apply it to yourself. Even though we're talking about a woman's situational awareness, these techniques are used on you as well. But okay, ladies, so the regular interview begins with some type of distraction, asking you for the time or asking you for some directions. While this is happening, he's evaluating your awareness. He's looking at you. He's calculating the odds of success when he attacks you. Can he win this fight? Can he get what he wants from you? And ladies, while I'm going through these techniques, I want you to think about the different times that you've interacted with somebody. And and you may have been a part of this exchange, something that just never sat right with you for months. Like it just struck struck you as odd. I want you to start thinking about these incidences and maybe placing your interaction with this individual in one of these slots so you can understand better. And we're gonna go over um, things on how you will, won't, um, end up in a situation like that anymore you know how to disengage how to break away so the next one is the silent interview so the bad guy puts himself in a position to observe and evaluate you if you look aware if you look confident and you look weary he will select a new target if not he will Mark you as a target. Unlike the other interviews, ladies, he he may never utter utter a single word. And this is a creepy one. This is this is really really scary, you know. So he's he's hiding behind a bush, he's hiding behind, uh, you know, he's following you down the aisle, in a, in a distance, or you know, he's driving behind you in the parking lot, you know, just seeing where you go, you know. So that's the silent interview. And I've seen a few of these videos online where this silent interview has happened. And it's something that's very, very scary. And like I said, you have to be a fearsome warrior, ladies. You have to be a, a badass. Do you hear what I'm telling you? Um, so the next one and the last one is the prolonged interview. So this interview takes place over long periods of time. And may be combined with other interviews. Stalkers, con artists, and serial rapists often watch their, their victims for days, if not weeks, ladies. So, you know, they'll watch you, they'll stalk you before that attack. Even when you're home, ladies, you need to remain vigilant. We've all seen some of those interviews or, 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 or interactions. We've all seen uh, videos where you know these crazy madmen break down the doors, rush in, storm you know a home invasion. Maybe it's a single guy, and he's bringing harm to a little child and the mom. Okay, so you always have to remain vigilant. So again, we're gonna we're gonna um, go over some techniques and see how we can help you ladies along with your physical training you also have to be mental as well okay you have to be able to disengage and defuse the situation before it turns ugly so we're going to hear from an anonymous guest she wishes to remain anonymous and we're going to call her kathy and You know, the fact that she has she wants to remain anonymous is just uh, a small, you know, technicality and that should be respected. What's more important is the information that you're going to be getting from her Um, uh, hearing her story. I think it's a very unique one. And I think I need you guys to you, ladies and men to listen to her story. And we're gonna see, like I said um, before, how we could address that situation, what we could have done differently, what was done right, and then take it from there. So without further ado, we're gonna to talk to Kathy. Hey everyone, I wanna welcome Kathy. So Kathy's gonna tell her story. Um, it's a very unique story, and we're gonna start from the beginning. So, Kathy, you um, you take transportation, public transportation, uh, right now, and you catch the train, correct? Yes, I do. Um, so, I want you to tell me, um, how was that experience with you catching the train? Tell me the incident that happened when you caught the train one early morning.
1: Okay, uh, that particular day, I was going home. The train usually um, reaches to my destination a little after five o'clock a.m. Um, the side that the train um, stops and you know we deboard is on the same side that you can just walk out to the bus or walk out to the parking lot. But on that particular morning. The train stopped on the opposite side of the the the, tri- the rail. So what would happen is if you're stopped on the opposite side of the rail, you would have to either take the steps or the elevator. So when I got off the train, you know I'm usually aware of my surrounding and my surroundings anyway. So you know I started looking left and right. Um, I noticed it was just one gentleman there with me. So I started walking to the elevator, but I had a little airy feeling. Um, So I stopped immediately. When I stopped, I looked behind me, and I noticed the guy, he was walking up on me. But when I stopped, he stopped as well. So, you know, that just put up, uh, you know, it just raised the hairs
0: so you, on my arms. So you were really um, suspicious of this guy. So, like, what was the distance between you and that guy? Like, when you noticed something was wrong, like, what was that distance between you and him when you really realized that, hey, you know what, something's not right?
1: It had to have been probably a little over six feet. Like, he was close. When we got off the train, he was not that close to me. But, you know, I was taking my time walking to the elevator, and then that's when I got that, you know, sense that something was wrong. And when I looked behind me, he was, like, really close.
0: Okay, so when you saw him really close, what was your next step? Like, what was your immediate thought? What 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 steps did you take after that?
1: Immediately, I faced him, and I thought to myself, there's no way I'm getting on the elevator with him because I didn't know what his intentions were. Being that it was just the two of us at the train station at that time, you know, that, that didn't sit well with me. Even if we weren't, I was not going to get on that. Elevator with him. I usually don't. If it's in a setting like that, and being how he was acting, and he stopped immediately as soon as I stopped, something just didn't seem right to me.
0: So he was mimicking your movements. Yes, so he was. When you walked, he walked. When you stopped, he, he
1: stopped. stopped. Yes.
0: Um. So tell me about the environment at the train station. Like you said, it was um pretty much just you and him.
1: Just me and him. It was it was well lit. But like I said, we were the only two there.
0: Five around five o'clock. Five a.m. In the, morning, in the morning. Um, like, are there any like dark spots or hidden spots in in that train station shrubbery?
1: Yes, there's shrubbery um up and down the tracks, um at the the end and the beginning, um going over. Well, when you take the elevator or the the stairs up, you have to go directly across. So it's like a little bridge, Mm -hmm. you know? So even doing, even doing that, I was kind of apprehensive because I knew it was going to take me a while to get to where I needed to be for my Lyft driver to pick me up.
0: Okay. So, um, how did this guy look to you? Um, his appearance, was he disheveled? Was he well-dressed? Um, did he look, threatening or did he look weird? What, what, what strike struck you as odd or just basically how did he look to you?
1: He looked not all there, but he looked regular. Reason I saying he looked not all there is because I guess when he saw that I, you know, stopped, I just like stopped immediately, like just stopped in my tracks. He was kind of like, you know, gave that look like, oh my gosh, what's going on? You know, he was dressed in a t-shirt and jeans. He had a bag, a book bag with him, and a plastic bag with him. So to me, I didn't know what he had in that. Well, I I I, I had my jacket on, but and I had my hand in my pocket, and in my pocket is my knife. Um, in my other pocket is a little kitty tool that I have. It's it mimics a uh, um what do you call it? Like a brass knuckle, but with like pointy
0: Right. So it's like a striking it's device. It's like a
1: striking device.
0: But with, with really sharp uh points Ed's, on uh, it. Yeah. Okay. So um so is he at the elevator at this point?
1: Well, I stopped no, he's not at the elevator at this point because I stopped like within a couple feet of the elevator. So when I stopped, he stopped. You know? So what I did was I just walked in the opposite direction. I walked back down like halfway um, on the track, on the 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 what do you, on the platform, and then I stopped again. Um, I looked to my left, and here he was coming back in my direction. So what I did was I kept doing like a little walk, like you know, pacing back and forth, pacing back and forth, and then just stopping it random times you know so that made him just look at me like what is she doing and I kept looking at him to know that I'm looking at you you know so then what I did you know I'm looking at my time because I'm tracking my Uber my Lyft driver as well so I know that I didn't want to miss it because then that's going to add additional time for for me waiting there So then what I did was I walked to the steps, and I was like, okay, let me see if he's actually, like, you know, still following me. So I walked to the steps real slow. As soon as I got to the steps, I stopped again, and I looked around, and now he's on me, like, in, like, you know, a couple feet now. So when I saw that, I just shouted out, what? And then he, you know, looked at me. All he did was point to his watch Well, he didn't have a watch on, so he pointed to his wrist, and I said, what, the time? And he shook his head. He nodded his head, yes. So I told him the time, and then he just turned around. So then that's when I was like, wow, he is really following me. So I said, I have to make a move for it. So when i saw him turn i just ran up the steps like really really fast so by the time i got across the bridge i decided to look back and then that's when i saw him coming up the stairs um i ran down ra- ran down the stairs and then ran across the road to the bus stop where my lift driver was now waiting
0: okay so basically you were um you were just trying to create space between you and him Mm -hmm. and you took that moment of opportunity when he was distracted to just take off running yes and you know that's a that's a really um intense story um you know definitely looking at the situation it seems as if that was considered a regular interview you know so in the segment, I explained to the viewers that, you know, the regular interview, a lot of us have been, you know, targeted that way. Not just women, but men as well. But, you know, specifically women, you know, obviously there was nobody around. He wanted to get close to you. He wanted to distract you, asking you for the time. You know, now he's sizing you up, trying to see if he can get what he wants from you, whether it's to rob you, whether it's uh, rape or whatever it is abduction, whatever the situation is, you know and he was very persistent ordinarily somebody would probably just like walk away and say, hey, you know what, this is not the person or this is not my victim, but being that nobody was around then you know, all he had was time to try to to try to uh to sneak and do what he wanted to do, so I'm definitely glad that you got an opportunity to break away from him and um you know be able to tell your story. And I think this story is something that uh, people need to hear, not just women but men as well, to be able to tell the wives, daughters, sons, you know, everyone in general grandparents so I remember you also mentioning something happening with your uh, sister as well like a long time ago um she was going shopping or something like that
1: yes um when that incident happened I told my sister and she was like wow that happened to me too." you know not too long ago um so what happened was she went to she was shopping at Walmart You know, just a regular day shopping. Um, She just had a few things to pick up. So she's walking around and she notices this guy, um, you know, in each aisle that she's in. So at first she says she didn't really, you know, pay no attention because, you know, hey, it's a big place. People might want to get the same stuff or whatever. So... As she's finishing shopping, she notices the guy um, just standing there not getting anything. So that's what, you know, raised, raised her awareness and, you know, made herself focus on him. So while she was going to check out, she noticed that he exited Walmart with nothing in his hands. So she was like, okay, that's weird. She bought her stuff. She purchased her stuff. She walked out. Um, While she was walking out, she saw the same guy standing at a car just looking at her. Um, And then he looked away. So now she's like, okay, what's going on? She went to her car. She, um, you know, drove out of Walmart. Now she's looking in her rearview mirror, and she sees this car behind her. Okay, so she said, okay, you know, that's a coincidence. So she had to make one more stop before she went home. She went to Walgreens. So she drove to Walgreens. She parked. A couple minutes later, the same guy that she saw at Walmart parked as well. She got out her car. She went into Walgreens. While she was in Walgreens, the guy comes in, and every aisle that she's in, he's in as well. And he is not purchasing. He is not picking up anything. He's just looking, you know, and looking at her at the same time. So now she's like, no, he is following me, you know. So she hurried up. She got what she had to get. She um, purchased her items and she left. Um, She exited before he did, right, right? So she was trying to hurry up to get to her car. She got to her car while she was driving away. She saw him go in his car, and now he's behind her. So he's like, okay, now I got you because now I know you're following me. So she kept driving, you know, at a regular pace. She drove past where she lived because she she lived like 10 minutes away from the Walgreens. You know, at every stoplight, he stopped, you know? Every turn she made... He made that same turn. So now she was like, no, no, no. Now she started getting worried. Like, okay, this is not a game anymore. Like, he is going to do something. He's trying to find out where I live, you know? I don't know what he's going to do or whatever. So that's when she started driving crazy. She started going in and out of traffic, going left, going right, and he is doing the same exact thing. Like, he is tailing her, and she is freaking out. So finally what she did, she saw the opportunity while um, the, the light was turning left. So what she did, she was going first, the, the, the light to turn left was, you know, uh, green and also to go straight, but she was in the lane to go straight. So what she did was she made that turn real quick and then did a U-turn, to go in the opposite direction. So what happened is, is that he got caught at the light because he didn't know at the last minute that she was going to make that turn. Um, When she made the U-turn, she just kept on going left, going right, going straight, going, you know, north, south. She said for a whole hour, she got lost. Right, Intentionally. And then that's when she put on her GPS maps and she was actually more than, I think she said like an hour and a half away from where she lived, but she just wanted to make sure that she ditched that guy, you know? But I mean, like we were talking and she was saying that some people are not aware. So had she been like, oh, you know, I got to get home or you know, let me listen to this and not paying attention to him, he would have known where she lived. God knows if he would have tracked what she did for a whole week, you know, sitting there all night to see what time she left, what time she came home, if she lived by herself, you know, if she's aware. And then you never know, he would have probably broken into her house, you know, or you know, abducted her while she's trying to get into her house, and where she lives is a suburb, so it's like it's no, there's nobody around. By the way, she lives in um, Washington State. You know, so it's like where she lives it's like nobody around. There's forest and you know,
0: right. So um, it's um, it, it's again another great story, and example of um, things that can happen while you go out and do your daily run your daily errands and stuff like that and we always have to be aware and i want to thank you for sharing your story i want to thank you for um you know spreading some knowledge to you know the viewers or the listeners because it's very important you know um you know running this channel um running this podcast and running my channel and everything, there's a lot of fun things that we do and I discuss with everybody and, you know, it's always a happy time, but then there's always the serious side of things on why I do what I do and why tons of instructors do what they do because it gets real out there, you know, there are real true predators out there. Um, and they will stop at nothing to have their way and get away with things. And it's up to us to be aware of our surroundings and keep our family safe, keep ourselves safe. You know, all you single ladies out there, you know, independent women, it's very important for you to be aware of your surroundings. Okay? So... Um I wanna thank Kathy for sharing her story and I hope you guys enjoyed, you know, listening to her story, but also take it to heart and apply the things that you heard here today to your life. So um thank you Kathy and maybe we'll have you on again thank to you. tell some more stories.